because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. If you are looking for more of that, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit our website at wihhw.com. Now that you've been informed, things are about to get weird. Welcome to what I had heard was, I am Jennifer. I'm Anna. And this week we have Maddie Ice with Maddie Ice Media. How are you this week? Oh, ladies, I'm doing wonderful. A little bit under the weather, but happy to be here. Always happy to help out a fellow indie podcast like myself. Yeah. I mean, tis the season for being under the weather, though, right? You know? It's yeah, like... I guess so. I don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It'd be kind of weird if you did. Being I under mean... the weather? Yeah, if you were just like, hmm, I really like when I have the flu. <laughs> I really like I mean... feeling like balls. <laughs> There are sadists out there, so I believe there are probably people for whom being sick is some kind of a kink, and I don't want to know those people in the slightest. Agreed. Yeah. With you on that one. So what is, I, I know you have a number of what the fucks. What is your first what the fuck for us this week? I'm, I'm going to go, actually, so I'm going to go in reverse order, because I actually gave them to you in a list of five and I didn't necessarily rank them, but I'm going to go in reverse order. So the first one on my list is all men. And yes, <laughs> I, I am a man. So I, I understand there may be a conflict of interest, but let me explain. I really can't stand groups of people who I'm associated with who act like assholes. And that's not just men, but sports fandom you know other other podcasters whoever it is i cannot stand when i'm lumped in with these people and it feels like men who have been in this position of of power right to be able to influence and influence isn't always a bad thing it can be a good thing and we just consistently waste it and yet we've learned more and more and more and these fucking men just continue to be fucking men and it just it kills me because I get lumped in, oh, you men. And I'm like, please do not associate me with those meatheads that you're talking about. Like, I, I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I guess it just pisses me off a lot because so many dudes are good people. But then we also are, are ruined by all the dudes who just do not understand the, the gender politicking and the gender dynamics that have taken place over literal centuries, right? Thousands of years. And when women want something, like a little sliver of something, for some reason, for a ton of men, that seems to be offensive. And, oh, my God, I can't possibly give that up. And it's like, well, dude, you've had literally everything for your entire existence. It's, I, I like to equate it to, you know, you're going on a road trip, and you got the one person who's always in shotgun. And then you hop in shotgun at the gas station, and then they lose their fucking mind. And you're like, bro, or lady, whoever the fuck... <laughs> You've been in shotgun this whole fucking time. We've gone through six states. Like, share with somebody. We're still getting to the same place. We're still in the same car. We're still eating Twizzlers. Like, why are you being a douchebag about it? I could not agree more with you. And I think the recent stuff with Roe v. Wade and all that, and Jen, I did listen to what you guys did on uh, Unfortunate Horrors, is it? I think um, mm -hmm. I feel so <laughs> awkward saying that. But, um... I like how you whisper, you know, well, I, I, I had to, I'll be honest with you, maybe this is not an admission I should be making, but I wasn't quite sure if that was exactly what the name was, because I want to go, <laughs> I want to go Little Mermaid with that and call you guys the poor, unfortunate horrors, because I think of, you know, the song. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so it's more me whispering, not because I'm embarrassed, but is that actually it? I'm not sure, but I also live can't filter that. So um, what was I saying? Wait, Roe v. Wade. Right. Little Mermaid. That's all I heard. <laughs> well. Sorry. <laughs> imagine, can you imagine mermaid abortions, what that would do to men all over the country? I mean, we're already just crazed because a mermaid looks like something not white. But anyway, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But Right, which was a completely made-up thing to begin with. It's a fucking cartoon. I I cannot. It's not even on my list, but I'll, you, you know what? Outside looking in, I'll give you a side. What the fuck? And people who <laughs> take way too seriously things that are already fictional, like I remember somebody telling me I couldn't take Toy Story 3, the ending. Oh, but the talking toys were cool with you. So we'll just, well, I guess that's our baseline. So you're cool with all that. Or I can't believe this happened in Star Wars. They're fucking aliens. Like it right. happened in space. Like just get over it. Right. Exactly. Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> Bonus what the fuck? Like priorities, people. So I think, I think covering all men. And again, it's not like. <laughs> just all of them. The thing, the thing that sucks though is. It has it's really poisoned the well for women because there are a lot of women who associate men with just awful things. And why wouldn't you, right? Like in the constantly in the news, we're always associated with all this stupid stuff. And it stinks because those of us who have tried to become good human beings, and as we get older, we learn more. And that's we're supposed to get more mature and learn. And I've tried to apply those to my life and not to get serious, but so many men don't. And it just it kills me so much because I would kill to be in a position of power. And I don't mean power like as in holding people down, but like being in a position of making the millions of dollars that so many of these men have, whether they're actors or musicians or whatever. And they constantly use that in a negative way when there's so much positivity that you could use it for. It kills me because the world needs it. Oh, yeah. I, I buy a lottery ticket every Friday to fantasize about what I would do with all that money, you know, and it's like, it's honestly, it's the best like $2 of entertainment you're ever going to get in your life, right? And it's always like, I, I have a shenanigans fund, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like dumb shit, like, let's go ride a llama down the street kind of stuff. But, it, but the majority of it is, how can I help other people? You know, it's like, yes, I hook my family up, everybody gets cars, I'm passing them out like I'm fucking Oprah, you know, and, but like, the, it and depending on the week it'll depend on like cool what what foundation am i going to you know uh what foundation am i going to start to help somebody out and it always goes to how can i share this with other people you know and yeah it's like i just don't i i don't understand why you already have so much why do you need so much more there isn't enough sharing in the community and you could you could label that with just about everything and when people i'm a i'm a busy guy i won't lie so like carving out time to even do my own podcast is tough with a kid at home and a full-time job and we're all doing that right we're all living that kind of lifestyle but when another show asked me like you all did i'm gonna say yes like it because it's just it's easy for me like yeah i'll carve out an hour right and it doesn't bump your numbers up any it doesn't bump my numbers up any but maybe it bumps our overall morale up and in that regard, it's a win-win. It's like, it's helping somebody. I mean, how difficult was it? And, you know, Mike and Tabby did the world record thing and I was kind of behind the scenes helping them with some things, nothing major, but you know, one thing here, one thing there. And it was easy. It was it was not hard to do at all. Like Mike had to panic call me because he accidentally closed out the the feed or whatever, whatever it is, you know? And, right. 
So I agree with you, helping people and, and men, but not just men either, like celebrities, people that have actual influence. Like we have a platform doing this, but what, like 30 people are listening to the platform. You know, I'm just conservatively talking about my own self, my own self. And we really don't have that much of an influence over the great mass, but these people do. And so many of the men do. Um, have, did you all see, this was a few years ago. It's one of my favorite YouTube clips of all time. Liam Neeson was asked about the pay disparity in Hollywood. Did you see this clip? No. It's wonderful because it so very quintessentially defines what the issue is. And he, he was asked about pay disparity. And he's talking about how we've got to make it right. We've got to do this. We got to do that. And the, the female reporter says, so would you take a pay cut to make this happen? He's like, no, 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 no. And, <laughs> and he's like, basically, he's like, let's not just get a little crazy here. And I thought it was perfectly... Because, I mean, maybe he shouldn't have to pay, take a pay cut, but in order for it to be equal, somebody like him taking a pay cut is going to help point out that it needs to be better. Right. And men are just dropping the ball at all turns. Yeah. I think that men need to be um, encouraged and be told that they're allowed to grow. Like, as you get older, you're allowed to experience growth. So just because you were a dick when you were 25 years old doesn't mean that at 40 you need to continue to be that way. And as you learn, you should grow. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with what you said. But I have to say, when you first started talking, I thought you said guys should be told should be told that they're allowed to bro. They can bro, too, I guess. <laughs> I think they <laughs> and so I was that. like, where are you yeah. going with this? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, trust me, they're, they're definitely aware of that because there's a whole <laughs> herd of bros. I'm, I'm probably alienating a vast majority of people who could be listening to your show right now because all the men who are going to show up are like, fuck this guy. Well, I mean, and that's like, we talk about this stuff all the time. Jennifer, Jennifer and I like, well, Jennifer might be, but I'm not perfect, you know? And I look back at stuff that, and I've always tried. I've always tried to be a nice person. I've tried really hard. Apparently, you know, looking back, I did not succeed in a lot of things. And so, of course, you know, I'm thinking about what I did when I was 12 years old and it still keeps me up at night because that's the kind of spiral thinker I am. But the thing is, is, you know, I read somewhere that if you're not looking back at certain actions you've done and cringe about it, then you haven't grown. You know, or if you're living in the, man, this was the best time of my life constantly, then you haven't experienced stuff. Like, it's like, if you still have the same mindset now that you did 20 years ago, you're missing the boat. You know, there's, it's not, it's not keeping it real. It's not being true to who you are. It, you're just, you're stuck and everybody changes, you know, and that's the great thing. That's the awesome thing is that you're you, like Jennifer said, you're allowed to do that. It's okay. Just because you were into G.I. Joe's when you are younger doesn't mean you still have to be into them now. That's fine. I also wish it was normalized that men could actually be emotional and that it wasn't yes. some hit to your masculinity right? to cry or feel a certain way about something. And I get I emotionally respond to a lot of things and just because it's not crying, but I feel an emotional connection to many things that I actually enjoy in life. And what I'm doing in podcasting is the same way. I wanted to do that as a career well before podcasting was a thing. So for me, yeah, whenever I say it means the world that somebody is listening, I actually feel that emotion. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to cry at the notebook or whatever movie is applicable for all the men out there. 
maybe it's the ending to Toy Story 3. I know <laughs> one guy who actually got had by that one. So you never know what it is, but I just think that we have had this this constant, uh, I don't can't think of the word I'm looking for, but this this culture of, of men having to be super masculine. And sure, there was a time for that, but as you pointed out, evolution is key. And if we don't evolve, we die. I mean, that's just the way that it works. Yeah, totally. That or you got to go find a little island that you can be a tortoise on or something. You know, a little Galapagos. That um, would be the worst island ever. <laughs> <laughs> All the bros. <laughs> All the bros. Well, and and yeah, it, I mean, it goes the same way, same way for women. You know, it's like, guys, it's okay to be soft. It's okay to be pretty. It's okay to care about your skin. It's okay to do these quote-unquote feminine things. I give you permission. In the same way I give ladies the permission. It's okay to be ugly. It's okay to be pissed off. It's okay to, like... Not smile. Not... It's okay to be loud. You know, all of these things that women are not supposed to be, go for it. Fucking do it. And I love it. I love it. Honestly, I'm teaching uh, at a university right now, uh, doing a little adjunct professoring, and I see it. All of these things that we're talking about, I see it in the students. Like they're doing it. They're living it. You know, they're with, you know, everybody's changing their pronouns every week and figuring out who they are. And the, you know, guys are being nice and polite and wearing uh, fingernail polish. And the girls are running around being loud and wearing steel toe boots. And they all love each other and they're all being supportive. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful because the stuff that we're talking about, oh, it needs to change in our generation is the hard part. And we're all focusing on the people who are now. But the best part is that the generation that's coming up is hearing these things and they're going, yes, it is okay for me to do those things. And that's how I'm going to live my life. And, and they're fine. They're fine with Little Mermaids being whatever color. They don't give a fuck. They're just excited about it. It's a Little Mermaid. So, I think it's a great segue to another group of people that royally pissed me off. So, <laughs> if, I, if I may. Yes. Yes. What the fuck? People who skip Thanksgiving to get to Christmas prematurely. <sighs> okay. Le- whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Le- okay. All right. <clears throat> I don't think it's appropriate for me to just drop that and, and leave, but it is November 1st. And let's say that you have basically just walked in the door from your Halloween party. We'll call it midnight 01, shall we? (laughs) And the first thing you do is put up the Christmas tree and everything you got going on. Not only put it up, put it up in a prominent window so literally every neighbor can see it. Post it to social media and basically pleasure yourself to your Christmas tree on November 1st at about, uh, by the time you put all that up, uh, well, let's call it one o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> it, it frustrates me as somebody who dearly loves Christmas, like dearly loves it because it's the only time in my childhood that was peaceful between my parents. And I love it. I love the season of it. I love getting all into it. But when it's time, the day after Thanksgiving, because I'll tell you what actually annoys me the most. It used to just be that people were insufferable, which is, you know, generally the case. But <laughs> it's it's the fact that we're skipping Thanksgiving. And we talked about getting older and evolving. And I've realized the importance of Thanksgiving, that as you get older, instead of gaining things, you start to lose things. We lose parents. We lose, you know, friends, whatever it is. And I'm almost 40 and I've already lost a parent. I know how that feels. And so Thanksgiving is about taking inventory 
of not just your stuff, the people in your life, what you have. And I think so many people are just racing to get to Thanksgiving so they can get to Christmas. And it's not the point. The whole deal was the season of giving thanks and then the season of giving. It really has nothing to do with you getting anything. And it bothers me. This is three weeks ago now. We're, we're looking for Halloween decorations and I'm standing what feels like the crossroads of my life, like the nexus of the universe at Lowe's. On my left-hand side is all Christmas decorations on one side, and then on the other side is Halloween. And I was like, I am at the juxtaposition of hell. This is what this is. <laughs> so just real quick. So basically, you hate everybody who is who celebrates Christmas that is not American. Well, I mean... I- yeah, I guess so, but again, <laughs> I'm just saying, I just cause, more, yeah, because people in other countries don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking, we're talking here. I mean, I, I have to assume that people who listen to any of our podcasts from overseas either get that we're talking about America or or what. But yes, I'm talking about specifically here. Like, I'm applying it to our sensibilities in terms of the people, like the the majority of people who celebrate these holidays. And who would be like, obviously, I'm not going to go up to somebody who doesn't celebrate Christmas and be like, what are you doing here? I mean, we're we're talking about the people who get that there is a time and a place for this and they just want to like mess it up. I mean, but the thing (laughs) that kills me is you don't see people starting to decorate for Halloween in mid-August. But you do here. Up here, you like my neighbor put their Halloween lights up. I think it was right at the beginning of September. Well, because, I mean, there's no, like, you're, you, as far as, like, major American holidays, you got 4th of July, August just sucks balls because it's hot, September is the start of fall, Labor and Day. then, oh, yeah, you got Labor Day, sorry, thank you, we've got Labor Day, um, and then, you know, celebrate the worker, but most people still got to go to work anyway, and then <laughs> uh, Halloween. So, yeah, people starting early. Like, you don't have that stopgap, unlike between, like, what you're saying, man, in between Halloween and Christmas. Like, Thanksgiving's a big holiday. But I can put my decorations up. I could put them up November 1st or the very last day in November, and it's still not going to change how important Thanksgiving is to me. It just changes how long that tree's up and how I get to see how the lights are pretty and you can happily share that with yourself, right? And still take the inventory. But here's my fear is where does it end? Because you talked about putting up stuff in September for Halloween. Like, where does that go? Like, how far is the that. line going to go? I'm, no, 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 not you. I'm talking about your your, your crazy heathen neighbors. I, I'm, but I'm saying, like, in general, like, where does that go? Like, how far are we going to take it? Because the stores, we used to always get on retail stores and say, I can't believe they're doing this on november 1st Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden people started following suit and it just it's like well is there ever i I guess i feel like the sacredness of of having these these times where we can you know like i I actually have no issue with the whole month of october now being spooky season or whatever that is because all right fine we're building up toward a day at the end of the month so take the month i don't care but like it just feels really strange to me to like extend these periods out and then are they losing their meaning? Because I know people who would keep their Christmas tree up all year long because they love Christmas so much, but even they admit, oh, it would lose its luster. Well, that's kind of the idea. Like, I, I, again, maybe that's an old person sensibility of mine. The pandemic sort of stretched things out, I think, because people were alone and just kind of grasping at things to make themselves feel better. Very true. And so I think that's what, when people started really joining in 
hopping on the, well, Christmas can be three months long if we feel like it, or what have you. They can. They just will have to do it somewhere, not in my headspace. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> and and the, the thing is, is I kind of, I see both sides, though. You know, it's like, you know, I'm usually the, you know what, if it makes you happy, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you want Christmas all year long? Great, have at it. But me personally, I I like the delineation. I like the fact that it is in small portions or there's, you know, it doesn't go on forever. So, mm-hmm. cause then it's, it's special, you know? So I, you know, so I agree with both of you on the fact of, Hey man, Halloween's my jam. I'm celebrating it all year long. Spiders everywhere. You know, let's get witchy with it. But for me personally, like I like having the, Ooh, it's almost October 1st and then I can do Halloween or it's, Oh, you know, oh, it's almost November, and now I get to do Thanksgiving, or oh, now it's December. You know, so for me, that I get, it's the anticipation, you know. And so the longer you can hold it off, it's like it, you know, it's like tantric sex. The longer you can hold off that payoff, the better it is when you finally get it. I'm using that from now on whenever <laughs> I describe my hatred. <laughs> you can have that one for free, yep. especially to my Catholic in-laws. They'll appreciate that yeah. metaphor oh, a, yeah. a ton, I'm sure. But I, I just want to be clear because I feel like now, re- in retrospect, here we are growing again as a man. Yeah, I, I may come off as some kind of a hate monger with this stuff. Like, I just want to be clear. I, I'm not going around to my neighbor's house and knocking on the door and telling them that I'm offended by what they're doing. Like, I don't care about the, the fact that they're doing it. And I think that it, it extends, Jennifer, to what you talked about. Like, it's a societal thing. And I do wonder when these things become stretched out so much. Like, are we, are we losing our connection to some of these elements of what made us kind of unique, I guess, as human beings. And, and that's where it, it does kind of worry me a little bit because social media has already done that. Like it's, it's been percolating under the surface for 10 years or however long Facebook has been around, right? Like we're more social than ever, but yet we're also like the most antisocial we've ever been to. And when these, when these things that people have gravitated toward during the pandemic made a lot of sense you're right the world was really strange and so we really latched on to these things that we love but it just feels like it's becoming cheapened and some people are forgetting the whole point of the anticipation and 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 giving thanks because they're just rushing through the the day of thanksgiving and it's like this might be one of the only times a year you see these people right or or get to hold and touch them and and again not to be like super sappy or sentimental but you know, I, I don't have any more Thanksgivings with my mom. She's gone. So I, I have what I had. And I have to re- remember all this could be gone just like that. And, you know, every hug that my son gives me, every hug that my wife gives me, those are important. And if you can't take inventory on the one day a year that we're basically tasked to do so, then it just worries me for us as a society. And not just men on that one, by the way. I want to clear that up too. <laughs> you two ladies. Man, I'm killing it today. I feel like this is, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. And you're just, you know, you're just dropping all these like big emotional wisdom bombs. This is this is nice. Well, I, I don't know again like what what you were told about me, but that's kind of my jam, and I I really dig deep into a lot of these things because again, I, they mean a lot to me, and I can have fun and, and yuck it up and and all that, and it, it. But being human, I've become I've embraced my humanity a lot more. And this is a space to share that with whoever maybe it connects with. And so maybe somebody listening who is not a man and who doesn't put up their Christmas tree on October 31st <laughs> is going to really love this. 
Yeah. No, I'm a I'm a big fan of um of making things special. You know, it's the same idea of like um when you're giving presents to give experiences or something that has a meaning to it as opposed to just like the cool shiny flashy thing, you know. And it's the same idea. It's the it's the appreciating the moment and appreciating the thought and you know, it's kind of hard for 5-year-olds to get to get that um but you know, when folks get older and they can be on the same wavelength. You know, it's just to, to have the meaning to it. And it's the, the getting the, you get the joy back when you give a present, you know? And so it's, it's a two way thing. It's like you, you know, hopefully they, you know, the person appreciates the love and thought that you've put into it and, and the sentiment and stuff and trying to focus on that stuff versus, um, the sparkly flashy things. But I mean, honestly, as a, perpetual 12 year old i really like the sparkly flashy things too so can i please come back on this show around christmas time and can we do a reversal of what the fuck can we do like a we love this or something like that so i can redeem myself a little bit no 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 i don't think i don't think you're 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 (laughs) hating on christmas at all i think the way the, the at least the way i'm interpreting it is that you find this holiday to be super special and mm-hmm. you want to keep it special like a treat. You know, it's like, like you were saying, if you get cake all the time, then you don't fucking want cake at all. It's not a treat anymore. You know? So at least that's how, that's how I'm taking it. I mean, I've been doing that since the pandemic started and cake still tastes pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, speaking of things that don't taste good, my number three, what the fuck would be candy corn. And it is applicable to this time of year. I'm going to steal a take that I'm sure I've heard from multiple comedians that all the candy corn that is out there right now in retail spaces is the same candy corn that was manufactured in 1910. And it (laughs) tastes that way whenever you have it. So I just, I can't with it. Like it's on my list of horrible candies with circus peanuts and all those kinds of crap. I just, I don't know what it is about like the regular candy corn. Like it, the pumpkins are at least edible. Like if that's what's there and I have to settle, I'm not, I'm not going without for some reason, but just regular candy corn always tastes waxy. And I just, I'm not a fan. Oh gosh. So many things to say on this one. If that's what 1910 tastes like, it's fucking delicious. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, the thing is, the thing I think, the reason why I think I like candy corn is the fact that I only eat it around Halloween. You know, I don't eat it any other time of the year. I don't crave it any other time of the year. So it's like that special, like, ah, it's Halloween. Let's eat some candy corn. And then it's usually like at a party and you eat like a couple handfuls and then you're done and you're good. And you don't ever have to eat it again until the next year. But I'm completely down with you on circus peanuts. Fuck oh, those things. Those are the just, worst. Think about this for a second. You <laughs> just worst. sold me candy corn like you sell cough medicine to a kid you only have to have it right now we don't have to have it all the time but you'll eat it i saw a meme like years ago that said if you eat this many candy corn you'll die and i was like <laughs> i don't think that's true i'm gonna do it it was like 2000 and something candy corn and I thought I honestly thought I was going to do it until I started counting them out, and we're on like four or five gallon size uh, Ziploc bags. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do, <laughs> to do this actually. 
I mean, calorically, it's a horrible idea. But well, sure, but <laughs> sugar just your heart had to be racing at like a two hundred and fifty five beats a minute. That was probably the least of my problems at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you if you videotaped it or something, you know. It's like we're watching a TikTok. It's like you could just label it as like watch this person get diabetes. Like you can physically yeah. see it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I. So, so question, Matt. Do you like do you like the candy bar payday? Yes. Have you ever heard of eating candy corn and peanuts at the same time? No. It tastes like a payday. Does. I will say this though. I, I I can deal with candy corn like if it's on a cookie or something like that. Like if somebody's decorating, and there's like a piece or two or something like that. Because I think there's something else to take away. So I'm willing to try this. I, I'm willing to do this. And if, if we have to make this a charity event where we <laughs> raise money for charity when I will eat candy corn live on some feed somewhere, <laughs> then I will happily do that. Now, is it like just a single candy corn? Or no, is no, it no, like no, no, a, no, 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 no. Like I have to try and kill myself like Jen did. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even fun if you're not trying to kill yourself by <laughs> overdosing on candy corn. <laughs> Jeez. We'll get a big EpiPen for you. Just, uh. I'll break a world record or something like that. The most candy corn ever eaten in a sitting, and then I'll just kill myself because I'll have experienced more shame in my life than I've ever experienced <laughs> before. No, I legit thought this was an okay idea at the time and for the period leading up to it. So all bad ideas are like that. Yeah, this sounds great. Like all of the parties I went to in college, all of that stuff sounded like a great time. And then I've looked back and I'm like, ooh. Oh, hand me, yeah. hand me another beer as I count these candy corn. Right. It's like, it's all great until you're actually there at the precipice. Like, that's mm. <laughs> exactly. Why right. did I agree to this? <laughs> you're like, no, it's more like this. Why did I agree to this? Oh, God, somebody <laughs> hand me a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Reliving that. All right. So that's three. So I don't want to take up two more. So I'm going to save my biggest one. And I think we talked about that kind of stuff with men, but. I do have a story to tell you about one of them, but my last big one is literally every song performed by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> you are like the second person I've heard say that w within the last two weeks. My friend what? has a great, sorry, my friend has a great uh, theory about Imagine Dragons that Imagine Dragons are the band that somebody will say when they say, oh, I like rock and roll. Like they'll use Imagine Dragons as that example of I like rock and roll. And it it just sucks. It all of it sucks. Like the whole thing sucks. And I remember they played at the Stanley Cup final when Vegas was in the final. And they're like, big musical artist, Imagine Dragons. And I was like, talk about the worst way to hype up a crowd. It couldn't be a worse idea. And they sounded awful, just <laughs> awful. And it's just all bad. All bad. <laughs> so so did imagine dragons did they like i don't know kick you as a child or something did they did they steal your puppy like what what about them they represent how easy it is to make music and be super popular without really feeling like there's a lot of talent like i i i having played music for my whole life and and loving music the way that i do there is so much of a production that is overproduced now right like this mm, this mm -hmm. synth rock or synth pop rock which is basically what they are it just sounds very 
it doesn't sound very authentic. It doesn't sound like real music. There's no discernible difference between a lot of the sounds that you're hearing. Like, and I'm not saying that they didn't put the time in to create the songs. It just doesn't feel to me the same as other songs that you can maybe identify with that have that. And again, it's a personal preference. So I, I don't care if anybody likes them, but all of their hit songs to me sound very similar. They don't elicit any type of a response from me. And I just feel like it sounds like it's like Maroon 5. It's kind of the same thing. Like Maroon mm. 5 started out as a band who actually played instruments. And now when you listen to their studio work, it sounds very produced, like as if a computer produced it. And to me, that takes away from what writing music is all about and creating art. And so I think they're just a, such a representation of that because they're so damn popular for I don't know why. Because <laughs> the radio told us so. Yes, and that's kind of it. Like when their first song, Radioactive, came out, it was like, okay, all right, this is kind of catchy. But then it went way too far, right? Like it, it just it went delved into all of this, and and it it was a fad, and they're like long past the fad now. So that's I think the other thing is they stand out when I really think that we're we're trying to get back to a little bit more actual written music when Post Malone is doing YouTube specials where he's playing covers and he's playing guitar. And he's got a full band. I mean, if a guy like him is doing that, then I think we are kind of trying to get back to that. So I've just, it just, I, I'm sorry. It just, it just gets me. Imagine Dragons just get me because I just find it to be absolute <laughs> trash. So trash. Imagine Dragons, if you're listening and you would like to write hate mail to Maddie, you can reach him through us at what I had heard was at gmail.com. Or where can they find you specifically? To send me? you flaming bags of poop. Yeah. No, they can send me flaming bags of their money that they're counting right now <laughs> while their tears are rolling down their face. <laughs> but uh, they can send all the proceeds to uh, MattySmedia.com, which is where you can find all of the podcasts under my network and uh, probably find all my all my contact info to give me money to continue to produce other podcasts. So thank you very much. There we go. <laughs> Um, so then question just rolling on this how do you feel about disco because I feel like when disco came out in the 70s it was the same backlash as like a lot of the electronic music uh, that was coming out in the late 90s early aughts of people saying you know like this is garbage because it's not real music because you're not playing instruments and you know etc etc and I don't and I know what you're saying about Imagine Dragons is more of the emotional content and the, the message that they're trying to convey and the feelings that you're getting from it. Because, uh, I mean, there is a lot of good electronic music that will give you those emotions. Um, oh, yeah. It's not that. They're just their music feels lifeless to me. Mm. That's all. Disco's fun because disco is one of the only genres, if not the only genre, that has a finite date which you know the ending of. And it's amazing. But disco is interesting because it actually lived on in what is sort of the predecessor to what we know today as EDM. Right. And it lived on in like a club scene and also has roots in older hip hop and stuff like that, like well before hip hop was or is what it is today, even before what most people consider the heyday in like the late 80s, early 90s of hip hop, like way, way before that. And so it has roots in something. And I think that's my my hang up with bands like Imagine Dragons is I, I can't hear any influences. I don't know where to pinpoint like where they are in a timeline because you generally listen to bands and think, Ooh, like I can hear such and such, or they're influenced by this. And the bands that I think that they've talked about being influenced by, I just don't hear it. So I, I it confuses me as to how the product that they come out with 
is any way associated with whatever they grew up listening to and i can't i can't feel it you know like i don't know that's just that's just me and but i because i like to dissect music and find out like oh i can really hear the influences of this like it's not as easy as greta van, greta van fleet where it's like oh wow they are basically led zeppelin 30 years later or 40 years later it's nice when you can hear oh that sounds very hendrix in something or, or whatever it is and so maybe that's again it's a personal taste and this is my own personal what the fuck so i'm going for it yeah you can what the fuck anything you want yeah, that was that. That was four. I, again, I don't want to take up all the time because I know that you two have two topics that you want to get to. So I don't want to uh, take up the whole time. I think I already uh, <clears throat> killed men, basically. So I think it's about time that we maybe some positivity is needed. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just pulling up my what the fact, which is fitting to this because Jen shared your list of uh, what what the fucks. So. I decided. While you are looking that up, can I share a story with you about a my omitted what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. All right. So I have I have neighbors in who have kids. They moved into the neighborhood about a year ago, and they basically let their kids use everybody's yard as if it's their own yard, like their front yards. And my wife and I constantly struggle with this because we ask ourselves, hey, were you allowed to do that when you were a kid? Like when you were playing with your friends, did you just roam through and run through everybody's yard? And we're trying to, you know, we try to remember that before we get all get off my lawn type stuff. But it's crazy. Their dog runs around off leash all the time and just all over the place. The kids are all over the place. They hit baseballs into the cul-de-sac that hit other cars. And the parents are just like, Oh, it's a great hit. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that's the other day I was out, I was coming home, and the dad was standing in the cul de sac throwing a baseball to his son who was standing in my front yard. I'm like, you have a yard. Like, (laughs) I don't understand why you are doing it this way. And I called it obliviously entitled because they're basically like, oh, yeah, all this is ours, right? Like, we're in a cul de sac. What's mine is yours, amigo. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not how it works. Like, it's just it's it's a really strange phenomenon. What is that noise? Uh that was thunder. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a dog or actual thunder? Actual thunder. <laughs> like All there's right, so, lightning and stuff. So we gotta get rolling then is what I'm hearing. Oh, like rolling thunder. Mm-hmm. Actually it wasn't even what I was yeah. going for. I was just <laughs> saying you might lose power. Oh well that yeah, that's fair. That's possible. Um so growing up where we grew up, uh the neighborhood we grew up in there weren't sidewalks right and Mm -hmm. so we lived on a busy street and so when i would walk to and from school i either walked in traffic or i had to walk through people's yards and um now the the little section we lived in uh there were houses on either side that had kids and then our directest our direct neighbors were older ladies who were nice enough to be fine with us walking through the yards or playing in the yards and whatever, because honestly I mowed their yard. So they were (laughs) fine with, fine with us being there. But, um, but there was one guy, there was this one dude, Charlie, and he was the guy sitting on the porch, you know, shaking his fist, get off of my lawn, all of this stuff. And I remember at one point he actually was sitting on a porch with a shotgun and you know so we were like oh shit old me and charlie so it was just the fact of like through the section of his yard we had to walk out into traffic 
you know, so we would stop and wait till cars go past so that we could then run around in the street around his yard. Um, so yes, we did not play in his yard. We did, (laughs) we stayed far away from it. Um, but because of where we were, etc., we had lots of wiffle ball games that we played across different yards and, you know, hide and seek, uh, things like that. Um, but at the same time, we tried to be respectful of the fact of not leaving our toys and shit in their yard or if, you know, they're definitely not hitting their cars, definitely not hitting windows or anything like that. Or if you did, you went and apologized and had to fix it and, you know, shit like that. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so we were those kids that would have late night wiffle ball games and until the bats came out like squeak squeak bats not like wiffle ball bats but um well we would too in our in the yards of the kids that were like a part of the group or something like that but it's just it's hard for me to describe without sounding like charlie it's just a very (laughs) like like i say when like the kids are walking up like on everybody's porches and stuff like that like it's just a very mm -mm. odd thing and a lot of times the parents aren't even out there and it, my wife and I are looking at ourselves like, what is happening? We don't understand. Like, And again, we're more like amused than anything else. Like we're not, hey, we get off our lawn. It's just like, what is happening? It's really yeah. what we're, we're like sarcastically like, are you watching this? Because I'm this, seeing this. Is this and- a thing? Well, oh, which is, I was living in Cleveland, uh, living in this rental. It was on a corner and family neighborhood, lots of kids running around. And I just remember one time we had windows open because Cleveland's, cooler in the summer so we didn't have the ac i'm sitting there i'm talking to my mom on the phone and then i hear these kids outside playing which is fine they do all the time but all of a sudden i hear like hey man cut it out stop that's not funny hey man you know like actual distress so i look out the window i'm like ma i'm gonna have to call you back there's a kid trying to poke another kid in the eye with a stick and she was like what and i was like i'll be right back so i go outside and there's this little kid and he's laying flat on his back on the ground and there's a bigger kid kneeling over him with like his knees on the on his shoulders and trying to poke him in the eye with a stick and the little kid's like trying to make him not and i come up i'm like hey should you be doing that and he's like it's fine he's my brother and like <laughs> and i was like that doesn't make it okay and i'm like little dude are you right he's like yeah i'm fine i'm like what the okay fuck? <laughs> yeah I'm like okay i just that's cool i was like i you guys keep playing I just don't bleed in my yard and don't hurt each other. That's all I'm asking, right? That's fair. So I get back on the phone and I'm, you know, mom like, mom, they're fine. Whatever, they're being kids. And so then my roommate comes home and I'm explaining this story and they're laughing. And I look out the window and I'm like, yeah, see, it's those two kids across the street. And right as I say that, the bigger kid grabs the little kid by like an arm and pants and starts swinging him around in a circle like an airplane. And then his feet are off the ground, swinging him in a circle, and then launches him into a bush. And, then, and so then my roommate's like, are you going to go handle that? I'm like, nope, not my yard. That's right. Not your like, kids, it's not, not your yard. It's not my yard. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's it's weird. You know, it's a weird thing. Like, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be old man Charlie, but at the same time, don't fuck with my shit. And then don't hurt yourselves on my lawn, because then I got to deal with that. 
Oh, trust me. If they hurt themselves on my lawn and just rolling them off into the cold, <laughs> letting them come back. Like hey, it. it's on community property now. <laughs> Anybody who got hurt on my yard would just roll on down into the street anyway. I wouldn't it's have to bother true. with it. <laughs> you have a very steep yard, so yeah, you fall down and it's you're you're in the gutter. It's. I'm really not filled with this much hate. I promise. <laughs> No, it's 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 cleansing. You're just getting it off your chest. We're just venting. I mean, it's I not did, like you know. I did miss therapy this month, so this is kind of it for me. Oh, there see, we there we go. It's a win-win. Just another service we provide here at What I'd Heard Was. Love it. <laughs> Be charging now. What the fact? So my what the fact for today is uh, very fitting. I got this one for you, Matt. Um, it's about candy corn. <laughs> Did you know that candy corn was originally called chicken feed? Uh, that according to National Geographic, about half of America's labor force was made up of farmers when the candy debuted. So there was an obvious tie-in with chicken feed. Um, chicken feed was sold in a box with a rooster on the front. And the idea was that it kind of looked like little kernels of corn that you would feed your chickens. So, hence, candy corn. Yeah, that sounds just about as appetizing as, <laughs> as I thought it would. <laughs> as appetizing as your closet at all. <laughs> Can you imagine now, like, imagine if you were those people on Halloween and you're handing out chicken feed. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, I would love it if some, like, nine-year-old was like, lady, you fucking serious? Like, what is Do you, I don't know, like, I don't know if, but when I was a kid people in the neighborhood would still hand out like caramel apples they made themselves or I we would mm. even get like loose loose candy corn in our bag you know so we just grab a handful and toss it in there and it's like <laughs> there's so many reasons I don't want to eat that buddy but <laughs> right yeah but we were a lot less like germ phobic about that yeah like oh yeah <laughs> right candy corn great candy it's I guess yeah I guess now that you're saying like thinking about it like oh why are you gonna actually chicken feed it's like when you go to those like cracker barrel or whatever and they got those little novelty chocolates that are like bear poop or oh, yeah, yeah yeah you know like that kind of stuff which one they're you know they're just you know like little turtles kind of a thing but you know caramel and cashews and shit but yeah here eat some bear poop yeah it's all about right. marketing that's right. all right right candy Look, corn sounds better than chicken feed <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but like you said, it still tastes like 1910. So what are you going to do? But you should definitely try it with the peanuts. Mm -hmm. So I and, will do that. I and I have that. found that it's one candy corn to two whole peanuts as far as the ratio goes. Going to need some time to process this, I feel <laughs> like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to like be sitting in Zen mode in order to be able to do this. But I, I love payday, though. People undersell payday because you're like send no chocolate i'm like listen let's like, no, just no. stop it right now and you need to experience that because not everything has to have chocolate i mean i love chocolate don't get me wrong but like there are experiences outside kind of like tantric sex like there's you know experiences <laughs> outside of of the norm paydays are tantric sex either <laughs> you, just, you, you wait for the payoff <laughs> see what you did there yeah hey. they can't all be winners where is the fun? Is there fun to be had anywhere, really? So 
So this week the fun is at, and only because I love the name of this, Knott's Scary Farm. Not Scary Farm? Knott's instead of Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, okay. I guess it Knott's Berry is not scary. Not scary. Yeah, not N-O-T. Ha, that would have played better if y'all could have read it. Anyway. <laughs> Fair, right? It's open. It's a listening audience. That's right. Sorry, guys. It's cannot scary. Cannot scary farm. All right, there you go. Open select nights September twenty second through October thirty first. It's the largest and most haunting Halloween event in Southern California, with unimaginable scares and innovative thrills that can't be found anywhere else. Now I kind of doubt that. Like, there's enough haunts around the country that I feel it's probably... Right. Like, what are they doing differently? Mm -hmm. Is it like, I don't know, Scary My Little Pony or something? Like, I don't know. Tantric sex. Tantric sex. (laughs) Tantric sex, except you never actually get off. Oh, that's sad. (laughs) It's like the purgatory of sex. You're just constantly stuck right just there. Just right there. Oh, 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 that sounds horrible. Edging for okay. So, <laughs> the fully transformed theme park features uniquely haunted mazes and attractions, sinister shows, and more than one thousand horrifying creatures lurking in the fog and hiding in every corner of the park. They don't recommend any children under thirteen. Uh, I don't recommend children under 13 in general. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of them. So I agree. <laughs> so that's where it is. Well, all right. Perfect. I'm interested in this. I, I'm, I'm actually really fascinated by the whole haunt thing. I, I was not really aware of it until Mike and Tabby came in my life and I found out that it's a huge thing. I just kind of thought it was something that, you know, people did it at the at Halloween time, but it sounds like it's, they call it an industry and I mm-hmm. soon found that it's, it's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I, uh, with the class, uh, that I'm teaching, we actually just went on a uh, field trip to the USS nightmare here in Cincinnati, uh, which is a haunted riverboat. And, um, I had been on it like 10, 15 years ago. And even then the production values on it were amazing and they've just gotten better so we were able to walk through with the lights on and see how they uh how they did their their scares and the different types of technology for you know simple simple stuff just you know things on a string that fall down kind of a thing um versus uh stuff with uh air um stuff with pneumatics and arduino run systems um they have a video interactive stuff that you know spits water and not flame but sparks and whatever um it's it's fascinating and it's great like you know there's um conventions and things that you can go to that you can buy different equipment you can learn different scare techniques and different um types of costumes and makeup and appliances and stuff so um yeah it's a it's a massive thing I don't go to haunted houses because I would be arrested for assault. Yeah, same, same. Uh, that's fair. Then don't, yeah. But not even because I'm angry. It would just, I would get scared. And as somebody who, like, is trained to box, like, it would just sort of happen. Yeah. And, I would, and there's nothing that I can do once it happens. And it's like, maybe just avoid that altogether. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's natural instinct, you know, fight or flight. 
You either run away screaming or you punch what's trying to come at you. I... Or you punch and then you run away. So you get both. You fight and flight at the same time. <laughs> or you just fall over. You got the freeze. <laughs> you, just, you just go turtle. You just fall over and Yeah, no flight, no fright, just freeze. Fall. <laughs> so, um wait you've already told everybody where they can find you, right? Do we get Yeah, but you can do it again. Yeah. Can we uh where can people I find hate... you? hate plugging myself but uh how about at maddie ice freights on twitter that's the second place you can find me i already plugged the other one there we go i don't know i i hate i hate doing that stuff and i know you're supposed to i know when you go on shows you're like tell us where you can find you and i'm just like so self-aggrandizing and i just like to have fun no i don't see okay i don't think saying hey everybody if you want to listen to my podcast this is where you find it that's not self-grandizing self-grandizing is like you know driving around in your car with all your logos on it with like bullhorns and stuff and going, look how fucking amazing I am, everybody. Look over here. <laughs> <laughs> you raise up your mug with your logo. <laughs> and there's one behind me. No, that's Which, fine. I'm wearing no, 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 our no, no, shirt no. right now. So that's just economics, man. That's just business. You know, that's what you got to do. I you mean, know what the, you want to know what this is? This is a Yeti cup that I slapped a sticker on because I'm too cheap to have Yeti actually make one for me. Yeti's no, 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 no. That's efficient and economical. That is not being cheap. I agree. It was my wife's idea, and I was, like, blown away when she said it. She's like, just slap a sticker on it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is why she is a marketing maven. I've been trying to get her to be my marketing maven, and she refuses. She thinks all this is uh, silly. Mm. Yeah. But you, you know what? People pay money for convenience and entertainment. And... That's this true. Is, this is definitely checking one of those boxes. So, yeah, I agree. I have a good time. That's the whole point. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the whole, I, I guess that's why I feel awkward telling people where to find me because I feel like I'm coming on a show to help, you know, somebody have a good time. And it's not about me, it's about you all. So, that's, that's generally why I feel that way. I feel that way everywhere when anybody asks about, anything or I, I can't do compliments when people say oh I love don't don't please so I just <laughs> I don't uh I, I can't and like you know you talked about giving and mm-hmm. how great it feels to give a good gift I I like internally squirm when I have to open a Christmas present like I it's awful so you said you skipped therapy this month here's here's something for you to work on okay look at it as when somebody gives you a compliment they're giving you a present. So if basically you're like, ugh, I don't want your present, like how fucking rude is that? All you have to do is say, thank you. Oh, I do. That's all you got to do. What they don't know is it looks like the seventh circle of hell in my <laughs> mind whenever it's happening. Thank you. And then they leave and I flop sweat and I'm just, you know, <laughs> so I do, I do appreciate when people say nice things, but it just, it's not in my DNA to be like, yeah. I am. I'm badass. Like I'm, I'm so great. I've I learned at a young age to be overly modest and to a detriment. And I don't know why. I mean, I've never really had a lot of self-confidence. So that's ironic because you'd think you'd have to have a lot of self-confidence to sit in front of a microphone and tell people literally anything. So um, I don't know. But I do appreciate you all having me on. I've, I've actually had a good time. I was feeling like crap. And I was like, I hope I'm even up for this. And I laughed a lot. I really... Really appreciate it. Well, good. It's the best came. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is. And now I have to go buy tantric sex books now. And there's just a whole thing. <laughs> or, or you just wait for Christmas. That's all. It's there the same. Go. It's you get you get kind of the same feeling. It's it's coming. Here it is. It's the same <laughs> idea. Not, I'm not sure how that's gonna look if I give my wife a Christmas list with that on it. <laughs> oh, she'll be happy. Trust me. She'll be she'll be fine with it. Well, we'll just say the jury's out on that. <laughs> <laughs> just you just got to do it right. That's all. <laughs> like, like in a Christmas story, she opens up a magazine and it just happens to be at the ad for it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> subtle, subtlety, okay. I've got you. I've got it covered. I'll, I'll give your listeners the report the next time I'm on about how it went. Ovaltine? This is fucking commercial. Bullshit. Sorry. Love it. One uh, last thing I wanted to throw in this week is the promo for Reppin from our good friend Evelyn. I'm Evelyn, the creator, producer, and host of the podcast, Reppin. Reppin is about representation of all kinds, because as human beings, we can represent a lot of things. On the podcast, you'll meet notable people, people you think you know. You'll gain insight into who they are, what they show up for, and what they represent. It's about going beyond what's on the surface and what the world categorizes us as. It's about empowerment, diversity, courage, love, strength, and so much more. This is Repin. Don't miss it. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on and joining us, Matt. T. Ice. Ice. Mr. Matty Ice. Sir. Please leave that in. <laughs> uh, Anna, do you have anything you'd like to tell the guests? Do you, Anna, do you have anything you'd like to tell the listeners? Fantastic. What I heard was we are out of time. And we will see you next week.